Welcome to Baseball Biz on Deck. I'm Mark Carpenter, host, and we're glad to have you here. Uh, we, we missed a week, and we were in the middle of moving Desktop Table Studios to a new location, and we'll be there soon. So this week, we're actually recording in the Tampa Baseball Museum. So acoustics may be just a little bit different. Anyway, welcome then. We're getting ready to get started. So what are we going to do this week? We're going to take a look at the Cincinnati Reds for starters. Uh, then we're going to see what goes on with numbers, numbers, numbers on a lot of different things as well. Baseball has to be one of the most measured sports there are out there when you consider looking at everything from the basic ERA, looking at what's happening with how many people are on bases, how many stolen bases there are, looking at as far as the teams, where they are in the rankings, uh, the standings rather, who's first, who's last, and how many games back there are. But one of them that we talk about the most when it comes to numbers is how many games have you won in a row? What's the streak? Well, you know, we looked at the beginning of the season. It wasn't surprising. Well, maybe it was surprising to see the Tampa Bay Rays go game after game after game. What was it, 14 games, I believe, they had uh, without a loss in the first uh, beginning of the season from game one. And a lot of people were critical of that, talking about, well, you know, some of the teams they were playing were, were mediocre, and that was uh, how they were able to do it. And the Rays have continued to win. And, you know, some teams start a little later. I think the Cincinnati Reds have proven that may be the very case with them. Let's take a look at what's happened this just this past week. It began with veteran Cincinnati player Joey Votto returning back to the team. He's been out since last August, and he was excited. The fans were excited. And here's what Joey had to say after his first day back with the game. I feel lucky. And grateful to be able to come back and play. I feel like I just got called up, if I'm most sincere. I feel like I, this is 2007 all over again, and I just got called up, and we'll see how I play, but I can't wait to compete. This is the first day I could have been back. You know, I, I can't rejoin a, um, a winning ball club with championship aspirations without being fully ready. I recognize the momentum. I recognize the excitement. I recognize the culture. And it was my responsibility to make sure I come back and catch up, get up to speed with them. I want to be here. I want to wear a Reds uniform till the end of my career. The end of my career. Well, we're hoping that there's many years to come for Joey, but you got to realize this isn't a guy who's moved around from league to league, from team to team. He began his pro career back in 2007 with Cincinnati, and he's been going on with them ever since. Last year, in 2022, he did become injured and was out since last August. He's been back, and at this point on Saturday, June 24th, he's played, I believe, about like four or five games. Uh, since that time, he's got a batting percentage of 308. His on-base percentage is 438. Uh, this man, he's more than just a, a good player. I mean, he uh, he rises above that. He hits some home runs. Those are some of the things he brings to the team, but he also brings a credibility of a senior leadership, something I think that invigorates a lot of the younger players as well. And we'll talk about how that's kind of maybe impacted some folks like even um, Ellie, Ellie De La Cruz. So let's let's look a little bit deeper here. Hang on. I think Cincinnati's kind of been the forgotten team much as I thought at the beginning of the season, a lot of people had forgotten about the Orioles. And the Orioles right now in the American League East are only five and a half games behind the Rays, and the Orioles have 45 wins. 
which is very impressive. If if we go to the National League where the Cincinnati Reds are, they've got 41 wins right now. They have won not just 10 of their last 10 games. I think it's now up to 10, 11 of their last 11 games. So that's a heck of a streak. And that makes national media step up and notice. The return of Joey Votto was part of that. You know, I've been looking at them a little more closely, too, as Jonathan India came up with them. And Ellie De La Cruz, oh, my gosh, let's face it, that guy's been up, what, maybe uh, three weeks, and he's making a heck of an imprint with that team. And we've got a few words here from the Cincinnati Reds manager, David Bell, on what he's seen with Joey Votto's return. What a great player. No, really. I mean, he's, he's he just got himself ready. He's so excited to be part of our team, and um, he's been watching. He's been doing everything um, to stay connected to our team and then to come back and contribute um, tonight was just a great start and meant a lot to our team. Um, but uh, it was great having him out there. He's felt and been a part of this the whole time from the very first day of spring training and he's made sure of that during this whole time that he wasn't with us but now it feels the way it's supposed to he's back uh, a player with our team and he's going to make us better it's as simple as that well again i don't know if there's anything simple about what the reds have been achieving well let's start by taking a look how the reds have been doing in their own division the nl central this year right now they are above 500. They got a five, what 0.539 winning percentage. That's uh, 41 wins and 35 losses. And as I said, they've won 11 of their 11, last 11 games. If we go down the rest of the NL Central, Brewers are following the Reds only one and a half games back, and they're five and five with a win loss record for the last 10. The Cubs, Cubs are eight and two. Uh, for the last 10, and they are beneath 500 with a 486 winning percentage. Pirates are 35 and 40 underneath the Cubs, and they have only won one of their last 10 games. Ouch. And the Cardinals, and a team that everybody expects to do better than they normally do, and we probably will see more from them in the second half of the year. Right now they are at 31 wins and 44 losses. So while the Reds are holding on to a lead that's basically taken 11 straight wins to get there, the Brewers are right behind them on on their tail with one and a half games back and the Cubs with four games back. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. The thing is, it comes down to a big, we're looking at a lot of things on numbers, and we're looking at things that make national media aware of certain teams and what's happening there. And that usually comes with streaks. Whether you're the Pirates who've lost oh, nine out of the last 10, or you're the Reds who've won 11 out of the last 11, both of those things draw attention. Uh, not to mention the fantastic work that Votto has done since he came back, and Ellie De La Cruz who did something rather historic last night. We'll talk about that in a minute. I'm taking a look at an article published on sportsnot.com, and it's written by Matt Johnson. It's called The Longest Winning Streak in MLB, History of the Longest MLB Winning Streaks Ever and Longest in 2023. So there's a lot of things he covers in it, and I highly recommend checking it out. So let's take a quick peek at those 
winning streak since we're talking about that today. Uh, so the longest one ever achieved was back in 1916. And let's see, if we look a little more closely, Cleveland Guardians had a winning streak in 2017 of 22 games. The Cubbies, they had a 21-game streak back in 35. Uh, Oakland A's, <laughs> yeah, well, we know things how they are today. But 2002, they had a 20-game streak. The New York Yankees in 1947 had a 19-game winning streak. And the White Sox back in 06 had a 19-game winning streak. And I think overall the Rays have a longest winning streak here in 2023 of like about 13 or 14 games. I apologize. seems like I have conflicting information on that. Let's see here. Oh, update. They're saying the Cincinnati Reds now have the longest current win streak in MLB at 12 games. While the Reds have had a strong winning streak, I was thinking a few days ago, well, yeah, you can question some of the teams they've been playing, but they're now coming up against the Braves. I thought, well, I guess maybe this is it. Maybe it'll win. But it didn't. They went one more into it. So last night in Cincinnati, they put another W there, another another digit in the win column, so to speak. And if there's any question in your mind about the impact that a winning streak can have on a team, the excitement I saw last night, I was watching the, what's that, the Friday night game with the Cincinnati Reds against the Braves, and that crowd was amazing out there in the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> the the volume and the of those guys chanting and cheering for their team was overwhelming. And that reflects back to the guys on the field, including second baseman Jonathan India, who's now been with the Reds uh, all three years of his professional career. But it's evidently pretty infectious. Here's what Jonathan had to say about the Reds. I mean, it's... America's team. I mean, we're playing really well right now. I mean, we're firing all cylinders. You know, bullpen's doing amazing. Starting pitch is doing amazing. And we're hitting the ball. You know, and we got a good lineup. So, um, you know, we pass it on to each other. We can have some fun. Having some fun indeed. That's Jonathan India again talking about the mindset a couple of days ago of the Reds. And what I was saying earlier, you know, they won 11 of 11. But last night after defeating the Atlanta Braves, that was 12 out of 12. Uh, listening to some of the announcers last night, it was interesting to hear where they mentioned that this season with the Reds, Cincinnati has 27 comeback wins. On top of that, the, the last five games, they've had five straight comeback wins, and they've rallied back three times from games where they were down five or more. If there is one word to describe Cincinnati right now, I would say determination. They want to keep growing. They want to keep moving. Their persistence and their attitude, I think everybody should may, see, may see them as the fixture for leading the National League through the rest of the year if they keep this kind of attitude. And after that game last night with Atlanta, you would think that a player with four at-bats had two hits, two runs, Two home runs and four RBIs would be the top of the news for that game. I mean, that was Joey Votto. But quite honestly, his name fell secondary to that new rookie, Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz last night hit a cycle. 
good old number 44 himself. He took that number actually, I think, in uh, reverence to a previous 44, and that would be Mr. Eric Davis. I believe he's still within the Reds organization. Back in June of 1989, he hit for the cycle. So it's been 34 years since the Cincinnati Reds have had a player hit the cycle. And last night, Ellie De La Cruz, who's only been playing for about 12 games this, you know, this season with the Reds, <laughs> he is hot. He brings a lot of energy. He brings a lot of power. He brings a lot of excitement to that team. And that's part of the dynamic that's going to continue to lead the Reds up as they continue win after win with the National League Central. Now, again, they're playing the Braves tonight, and I believe tomorrow. And who knows what will come of that, because Braves are a very strong team. The Braves are leading the National League as we speak with a 640 win record. And that means actually us. The 48 wins and 27 losses. They are the only team in the 600s in the win percentage. Uh, let's see. Next after that would actually be the Diamondbacks. So the Reds, while there's a few others that would be above them in winning percentages, they're showing themselves to be a strong team in NL Central. And they very well could be the division winners this year. So salute to those Cincy Reds, and I wish them a great season. But I just don't know how they're going to do Saturday and Sunday with the Atlanta Braves. Tough team, but they defeated them last night. And they could hear the trumpets roar at the top of the ninth as Alexis Diaz took the mound to the trumpeting sound so and wrapped up the game last night. So we'll see what happens today and tomorrow. But congratulations again to the Cincinnati Reds for pushing it so hard and being a very energetic team. And as long as we're talking about numbers and measurements, let's take a look at what's happening with the MLB All-Star Game. The voting for that comes in two phases. Uh, phase one is now completed, and then phase two is about to begin. So keep your eye on MLB.com. After the initial fan voting in phase one, phase two takes all of those folks who were voted on and takes the top two in each position and asks the fans to vote again. There's more to it than that, but like right now I'd like to give you a breakdown of who those top two are in every position for the American League and the National League. So let's get started. The final two candidates for catcher in the American League are Adley Rutschman with the Orioles and Jonah Heim with the Rangers. Catcher for the National League, Sean Murphy with the Braves, and Will Smith with the Dodgers. If we move on over to first base, we'll find in the American League, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with the Blue Jays and Yandy Diaz of the Rays. National League first base, Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers and Matt Olson of the Braves. Second base, American League, Marcus Simeon of the Rangers and Whit Merrifield of the Blue Jays. Seeing a pattern here with the Blue Jays. Must be a lot of folks ready to put some ballots in the box. Nothing like encouraging fans. <laughs> okay, second base continue here. National League, Luis Areus, who we'll talk a little bit more about here in a, after uh, going through this. Luis Areus with the Marlins and Ozzie Albies for the Braves, both fine athletes. Shortstop, American League got Bo Bichette with the Blue Jays and Corey Seager with the Rangers. National League, Orlando Arceov with the Braves and Francisco Lindor with the Mets. Third base, American League, 
Josh Young for the Rangers, and Matt Chapman with the Blue Jays. Third base National League, Nolan Arenado with the Cardinals, and Austin Riley with the Braves. Let's dig into the outfield with the American League. Aaron Judge with the Yankees, Mike Trout with the Angels, Randy Rosarina with the Rays, Jordan Alvarez with the Astros, Kevin Kiermaier with the Blue Jays, and Adolis Garcia with the Rangers. National League outfield, it looks strong as well. Mookie Betts with the Dodgers, Carbon Carroll with the Diamondbacks, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. with the Diamondbacks, Michael Harris II with the Braves, and now let's get to the designated hitter. The American League has Otani, no surprise there. And the National League, you've got uh, J.D. Martinez and Bryce Harper. So that's who the candidates are. I think Monday they will continue with start with the phase two of voting with these. So keep your eyes open again on MLB.com for information on that. And lastly this week, I want to salute that Marlins third baseman, Mr. Luis Areus. This guy is just, this guy, Arreus is just completely blowing my mind. Uh, he dances around 400 on his batting average. It is just amazing to see somebody who continually stays right up there. I'm looking here like in the last five games he had, uh, looking at what the one he had on June 19th, he had uh, five at-bats and he had five hits. Last night on the 23rd, when they were playing Pittsburgh, he had four bats, three hits. He just brings it. And the night before, where he's at three at bats, he had one hit, but he also had one walk that night. <laughs> this this guy, you know, that's all I can say, this guy. So the Marlins certainly are proud to have him there. I know we had Lou on recently talking about Lou Schiff talking about him. So I salute Mr. Luis Reus for the Marlins, and wish him continued success. So keep it up there, man. That's pretty much it this week for Baseball Biz on Deck. And thank you. We're broadcasting again here from the Tampa Baseball Museum as we're waiting for the new studio to be put together. Until then, I look forward to talking with you guys. I want to remind you some of the things upcoming on future shows. We'll be talking about the draft, what's been happening with that. We'll take a look at the All-Star game, who's actually going to be playing in it, and the Home Run Derby. So a lot of good things to come. Thanks again for joining us here today in Baseball Biz on Deck. I'm Mark. Also, special thanks to Scott Holmes for the music, Stomps and Claps. Just remember, you can always find us on all podcast directories, whether it be Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Did I say Stitcher? <laughs> iHeartRadio. Uh, uh, thanks. And if you want to leave us a review on Apple or something, please do so. We look forward to talking with you guys again real soon.